Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. It's Masters weekend, the Bills are the top of the division, and it's Mahomes MVP to lose. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 84. Woo! Uh, brought to you by Huck Media, as always, wherever you're listening all over the world, to your favorite NFL podcast, Ni Hao, Previet, Ola, Bonjour, Ciao, Guten Tag, Vonnegum, and Marhaban. Yeah, and that's Arabic. You're learning a whole bunch of stuff this week as we get you ready for week 10 in the NFL. It's the mid-season point of the best sport on earth. Gladiators and chess put together. It's the best thing ever. I love it. Uh, and smell it outside. It's some hot football weather here at Centennial Studios. We got a couple more days of this random May weather in November. Climate change is real, folks, and it's, it sucks. But sometimes, on the short term, it's really good for golf. <laughs> hey, sometimes you win with seven deuce. You know? Hey, Tiger Woods could win this weekend just because of global warming. Because it, it should be really cold. He doesn't hit the ball as far as he used to, as he used to, and but it's randomly warm in Augusta, Georgia. It takes a long time to warm up his back. Yeah, as I've been told. Yeah. Um, uh, earlier tea times for us uh, golf fans out there. Yeah, so yeah. It's not your typical major. Um, but to steal a line from you, Jeff, seeing how you've hijacked officially my Sri Lankan Vanakam. Yeah, yeah. I am absolutely fired up. <laughs> did I do that right? I think I did that right. That was my Hewlett impression. That was pretty I did good. that. That was not a crack. Everybody folks. just turned their volume down in the car, but you nailed that. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, it is Remembrance Day. Happy Remembrance Day. Happy Beautiful, Day, bright skies. You know what? All those who serve. You know what? Do, let's do a moment of silence. Five seconds. Ready? Here we go. Five seconds. They deserve way more than that. But uh, listen, uh, we're not going to, you know, get into too much. I'm sure everybody, uh, you know, understands what, why, why we support uh, those who fought for the amazing freedom that we have here as Canadians. We are the freest that humans really have ever been ever in history. Uh, and uh, we're thankful for it. And happy Remembrance Day, everybody. Canadians really kicked some ass when ass kicking was really necessary. Giddy up. True story. Um, um, here's another true story. Uh, Golf, before we launch into the football, yep. is now my second favorite sport to bet on. Oh, yeah. Did you know that, Jeff? I, 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 I was a big know. basketball guy. Yeah. Big, uh, big pony guy. I like the ponies, Huck. Uh, I actually but, did know that was your second favorite sport. <laughs> but golf betting, if you're not into it, folks, grab 20 bucks on a 365 account. Do some hole-by-hole, feature pairings. Right. Get down on Tiger. It is gripping stuff. Or just throw 60 beans on Tiger like I did and celebrate this, basically the equivalent of two blackjack hands, which lasts four days of entertainment for your dollar. Last year, it really paid off. My name is Michael, and I'm addicted to online mob run blackjack. All right. Um, now, listen. Just uh, we're just going to talk about the Masters. We'll give you a couple. Of, we'll give you a couple of good picks. I think. Anyway, the public's really high on uh, old Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, well, too high, maybe. Well, yeah. That's why his odds are better. You know, right up there with Rory. Okay. Look, he's got a plan. The guy's been changing golf a little bit, uh, but. The Vegas knows that the, that you guys are everyone's a little bit interested in that right now. Fade him until he's a bit behind the leaders. Uh, you're gonna get some better live odds on him. So if you want to take Deshambo, do it after his first nine holes because there's live odds on to win the whole thing. Like as they're playing, as, uh, as you segue to in play 
Line. Yeah. Little uh, sneak peek that didn't make the, uh, yeah. the rundown. Yeah. Uh, DJ's a good pick at plus 900. I personally love Mickelson. Uh, yeah, he doesn't hit quite as far, but the guy loves hitting bombs. He's won the course before. And at plus 5,000 or plus 8,000 is worth eight bucks. Uh, Ricky Fowler, also high odds. Anyway, it's going to be a fun weekend. Happy Masters, everybody. Uh, yeah. So our Hugh picks went one and five. We did not have a good week. We hadn't had a losing week all season. And uh, you know what? Law of averages. It was bound to happen. Uh, a couple of those five and one weeks got a little bit lucky. Uh, could have easily been worse. Three and three. So on a one and five week, had a little bit of bad luck. A little bit of a couple of bad picks as well. But uh, made up for it with some great live betting. Um, the, look, and I mentioned this last week, and I want to get into a little bit into it a bit more. Uh, just because it's been really profitable for myself and... Uh, James Holzhauer from Jeopardy, by the way. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Oh, what a beauty. Another lost in 2020. Yeah. R.I.P. Trebek. He used, to, he used to film, listen to the Dan Patrick show, five episodes a day, or seven episodes a day. Five episodes a day, they'd, they'd shoot a Jeopardy. And, like, he just, you know, has a coffee, freshens up, makes it look like a new thing every day. Trucking through. Anyway, James Holzhauer, the guy who uh, is Patrick Mahomes, uh, Jeopardy, um, Basically, just by doubling his, all his bets and when he got the, the daily doubles and reading a lot of kids' books to sort of understand everything, the guy makes a living live betting sports. He rarely ever makes, a, you know, there's a big thing about this guy because he's a rock star on Jeopardy. And he rarely takes the, the line that Vegas has given you. He's like, why? Especially in basketball and football, but especially basketball, uh, you know, the, the, it goes back and forth so much. You can, you know, you can, you can get a line that's better, better suited to you. For instance, you know, uh, if you like a team and then they go down by seven points because the other team got the kickoff, you're getting them at a better line. Has the likelihood of them winning really changed that much? No. Both teams get possessions. They score points. Anyway, so the Florida Gators, with a very potent offense on Saturday, were it, go, uh, in the biggest cocktail party in the world game. The it, world's largest cocktail party. There we go. In Jacksonville, Florida. My cousin, Cassandra uh, Bianco. Hashtag plenty of COVID. My cousin, Cassandra Bianco, uh, who lives in Manhattan, New York, when she went, to, she was a Florida Gator and said that was the best time of her life, like, you know, all four years. Anyway, but an empty cocktail party this year, or not empty. It was not empty. Not empty, but not full. Uh, as we've mentioned, uh, Jacksonville Stadium, regardless of the tenant, they don't care. manages to put about 25,000 people every sure. Saturday, Sunday. Anyway, Georgia's three and a half point uh, favorite. They go up by 14 in the, fourth in the first quarter. Live bet Florida. Florida goes up by 14. Then you live bet Georgia to make it a free bet on Florida that you got it plus 500. And, well, that's the way you get free bets and free money. And, uh, it's complicated, which is why it scares people, okay? And it's also taking you away from your initial bet, which some people, like the guy I'm looking at, have emotional attachments to their bet. And for this, I have one thing I wrote down. Don't be emotional. Your original pick is not your puppy. Your bet will understand. <laughs> uh, Jeff, it's a pandemic. Money is, you know, a little bit more scarce for some. Sure. And what else do I got to get emotional about? Yes, but to protect I, I, I'm, I'm to protect your money, emotional entertainment. Listen folks. to me. But to protect your money, you can once your pick is going very well in the first half, you can make sure that you don't lose any of your money by hedging slash live betting. It's like if Wall Street made one pick every morning and then just watched the markets change and didn't do anything about it. That's the way Holzhauer talked about live betting and Wall Street. Anyway, just the way to think about it. Uh, there's rumblings that Ken Jennings is going to be the new host. Yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know how I feel about that. 
It's better than Holzhauer. I'd like an entertainer. <laughs> so, think, like what? Like a Steve Harvey type? I don't know. Somebody who hosts stuff, not who just answers you, questions. Who do you think, folks out there, look who's talkers, all the rate, reviewers, subscribers across all the platforms, who do you think should be the next host of Jeopardy? I'd love to hear it. I think it should be Jennings. Send those re- uh, recommendations to at Weird Mike. Uh, oh, uh, so you're a faux Jeopardy fan, eh? You don't want to really know what's going on. That, that, asking people to send in recommendations for who's going to be the next host of Jeopardy does not have anything to do with what's going on. <laughs> at Weird Mike Instagram, really yeah. gaining some legs. The stepchild social media yes. of Look Who's Talking yes. has uh, some wildly accurate predictions some your, great timing. Your Monday night prediction was pretty good. That, Spot that. on. Nick Folk, 13 years later, almost to the day, I've told the story ad nauseum online and on the show, uh, but did it again, and I sent him the video, and he messaged back saying, LOL, Wait, praise Jesus. You sent him, you sent, you sent Nick Folk. So I Nick Folk's Nick. the kicker on the Patriots, folks. The kicker of the Patriots. You missed the stuff we didn't, that Mike didn't say. 10-point favorite <laughs> 13 years ago, 10-point favorite last Monday. 13 years ago, the Dallas Cowboys versus Buffalo Bills Monday Nighter. There was a crazy football game, probably one of the craziest of all time. Okay, continue. Folk kicks the winning field goal, 52-yarder. Fast forward 13 years, 10-point favorite. Nick Folk, the kicker, sinks the game winner. Again, but this time I did not make the same mistake. Took the points. Weird pick. Two and zero. New York State of mine. So anyway, you you sent this to Nick. What I sent the 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 forecasting video of him kicking the field goal paired with on Insta- the story on Instagram of thirteen years ago. On it, yeah. What? Nick Folk too. Did, what he said? Did he, he respond- said? LOL. He re- praised Jesus. <laughs> fuck yeah! Fuck off. He, he is to you. hardcore LDS. You you are the biggest kicker fanboy of, of all time. And it, that you just level jumped with a pro kicker. Yeah, he's a pro. It was his rookie year when we were in Buffalo. Did you know that? He said, "LOL, praise Jesus." <laughs> All right, uh, that's something. That's yeah. not nothing. He could have just said, "LOL." Yeah. Well, it turns out he's LDS. He could have left you on red. Latter Day Saints. <laughs> All no, right. Us kickers don't do that to each other. You can't leave somebody on red. <laughs> There's a kicker code. There is a kicker code. There's a kicker code. You know, and laces uh, out and answer back. <laughs> laces out and answer back. Anyway. Uh, stay tuned for that weird pick, which is uh, red hot. You know, Hugh, I got you, bro. You had a little bit of a rough week, one and five. Well, a little speed bump, no big I, deal. You know what? It wasn't. I wasn't too upset with the week. Look, you know, folks, you got to understand when you when you make a when you make a pick, you can't look back on it and think like, uh, oh, it was a correct pick because it won, or it was a non, it was the not correct pick because it lost. Yeah. You lost the pick, but you got to understand whether the variables that you were looking at going into the game were right, you know? Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry about the Steelers pick. I know my Steelers, and I should know better than that, okay? They like to play down to their opponent when they're a big favorite on the road. Dallas does, you know, 13-point dog at home for, like, the first time in a long time. With Ben DiNucci and on also, the bench. Yes. Also, that, that happened to me, too. They, they took DiNucci out. They put in the guy I'd never seen before. Uh, but you know what? Bad pick. I wouldn't make that pick again. And that's the thing you got to ask yourself. You know, if this, so take a game. This is just as, as you're picking this weekend, for instance. Take a game. This is the way the Sharps do it in Vegas. This is the, the way they talk about it, okay? Uh, take a game that's happening this weekend, all the same variables. Now, imagine the game happens 100 times, okay? What happens the most in, you know, in those 100 games? In my mind. In your mind, as you're running through it, games. right? And especially after you, wa- after you watch the game, you'd even have a better idea of what would happen if they played 100 times. For instance, like, um, 
the uh, you know, there's just there's games where like uh, okay, if there's the Dolphins Rams, for instance, right, two weeks ago, there's the Rams out outgained them by 400 yards or 300 yards. You throw in a, a fumble return touchdown and a kick return touchdown. You know, those two things aren't going to happen every time in the 100 games you're playing. But the offense you're running and the defense you're running are much more consistent things to be able to measure against each other. So anyway, I'm sorry about the Steelers pick. I wouldn't have picked uh, Houston either. Again, like I picked Houston by seven. I probably wouldn't have taken that. But the Colts, yo, the line moved four points. The Sharps were with me. So I'd rather be right with, with the geniuses in Vegas, you know? Uh, the Colts, Sharp, not genius. The Sharps. Look, the Colts were up 7 nothing. Then they get a, a fumble return for a touchdown. Baltimore got 54 yards of offense in the first half. Baltimore's in trouble, bro. So I know they won by 14, but if you play that game 100 times, take away the fumble return for a touchdown, the interception that doesn't really happen, I think, I think the Colts are the right pick. I'd make that, I'd make that pick again. I wouldn't even, take the Steelers again. Even with no value at Pickham, you would take the Colts again. Yeah. Wow. Well, dude, fifty. You get some serious Raven flock hate, eh? No. Like, that's is embedded deep, man. Dude, they're the worst passing offense in the league. They're six and two. That's okay. And so, so let me ask them about the hundred uh, game. Uh, yeah, hundred games. So hundred games. Do you trust your mind in those hundred games, or would you go to say uh, a pick site? That does simulations. No, that's Madden good, simulations. No, but those are good ideas, though. Right, there's sports lines. There's a couple different places. Let, our, let artificial intelligence help you. But, 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 at the same time, if you're doing this, like I'm hope, you know, trying to be a handicapper, you got to trust your own intuition. And my, my charts, anyway, they, so, they seem to work. So a, a, a site that I use for that is sportsline.com. And it's got a green S logo. And they grade each bet. Uh, for example, on Monday night, the Jets' money line bet was a B plus, right? With the value, with the banged up Pats, uh, the the Pats spread was a D bet, right? They grade each bet the right. over, the under, based on anyway something uh, along so, the line of your simulation. The point is, is uh, just be able to like tell what would have happened the most in in a, if that game happened a hundred times. If some team has four muffed punts, for instance and wins, that's not going to happen a hundred times. So how they look the rest of the game, you know? So that's just stuff to look for. So anyway. Muff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, muff. Muffed punts. Yeah, I got a couple. Who uh, came up with that? Yeah, that was a weird. I, I would say botched, right? Isn't it botched? It would be a botched They punt. call it a muffed punt. Oh, she's muffy. Um, yo, we had the wrong beaver. That's what happens when she moves in, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag for reals. Uh, yo, we had the wrong beaver. No pun intended. Jake Luton for Prez. Jake Luton. Bye. Shout out to one of our listeners, Mark Barros, for saying, but let's box. He was. Yeah. I wanted to box the Texans. Which, Jags which game. ended up being pretty good. Which, like, yeah, which came down to a play. Yeah. It really did. Then uh, the 23,000 fans in Jacksonville really came out. Uh, I don't know if you guys were watching, folks. At the end of the late set on Sunday, there was an onside kick orgy. There was four different onside kicks within four minutes, all kicked differently. On the tee, leaning on the tee. One guy even pulled out a drop kick. I don't know if you saw the drop kick. All in four minutes. Like you say, that kicker fandom. Sorry, it was just a. I've never seen a drop kick onside kick. By the way, if Weird Mike ever splits off and does his own podcast, it'll be called Onside Kick Orgy. Just drop the kick. Onside Orgy. Onside Orgy. Yeah. 
What do you say, Huckme? Do you want to ditch Hugh and uh, run on her own? <laughs> run with the Wolves? Um, and lastly, yo, yeah. I keep preaching this. Yes. Triple box, folks. Your NFL Sundays will improve drastically if you just move the kitchen from your office or bedroom for three hours downstairs. Yeah. One on red zone and two on your features, man. Oh, it's literally heaven. Uh, a couple more things just before we move on to the next week. Uh, just as far as live betting, just in case you're not watching Florida, Georgia on your Saturdays like I am. Uh, Kansas City, Carolina was a classic live betting scenario where Kansas City went down early to a team not as good as them, and they were going to win the game the whole time. Now, Vegas knew it, so you weren't really getting great odds even when they were down 10 because this is the team. You know, it's Kansas City. Vegas has learned no lead is safe versus Kansas City, but you still would have won some money. Again, if you want Kansas City at a better number than plus 11, yeah, they, they get down in games. Take them late. If you like Kansas City, it's better to take them after kickoff. So and, just uh, quickly learning to take the Carolina Panthers now, never later, <laughs> always now. Uh, what else? The Jets on Monday Night Football. Now, look, <laughs> look, look, look. They don't, teams don't tank. Okay, football players don't tank. Organizations can try to, like the general manager, like, hey, we're going to trade our veterans and, you know, but whatnot. But, but let me tell you something. There was a bit something, it was something a bit odd, and I'm not, I'm not saying that they're tanking. I'm not saying any conspiracy theory, but that was such a bad interception slash play call slash he wasn't even open on the, the deep ball, the deep flack, the Joe Flacco oh, yeah, threw. They're up 10 points against the Patriots. It's going to be the first win of the year. You need, just need three or four first downs to make getting two possessions for the Patriots much more uh, hard to do with the time left. But rather than even trying for, do you just run the clock a bit with some running plays? We're up 10. We haven't won a game this year. It's the fourth quarter. We're at home. Let's throw a bomb into double coverage because that's how many times are you going to trick the McCourty twins? Like, it just was such a stupid play that it's like, man, did, 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 did somebody just say to Joe, like, hey, man. So what's, so what's the we, angle here? I don't know, but it was such a bad play that, like, it's almost like you accidentally are tanking because you're so stupid. No, here's the angle. How did you lose that game? Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets. Yep. Big Trump guy. Big Trump guy. Ambassador for Trump businesses for 30 years. Yep. Uh, anyway. Didn't want to count the points. <laughs> Didn't want to count the last 10 points. So he tells Darnold to hit the pine, signs the backup Joe to an inflated contract with a, hey, a I'm going to knock on your door twice right. to cough something up. Now, hey, yeah. you said, you said, I know. Players I, I, I actually I'm apologizing to our listeners to where I've taken us now. What do you mean? Because <laughs> I started this shit, and now we're at a uh, secret hotel knock between Woody Johnson and Joe Flacco, and then he goes out and plays his best QBR game in two years, only to give it away in the fourth quarter. Anyway, super weird. I thought you'd like that. Cover that on episode one of Onside Orgy. Um, what else? <laughs> well, yo, we're into season four. We got something good cooking now. Can't okay. Better, no. The Bills smoked. The Seattle Seahawks. Sure did, baby. Uh, the, the game was, you know, it got somewhat close at the end, but the Bills went into that pre prevent defense, but they, it was never really out of reach. Josh Allen played great. He played great in an amazing first half. Amazing. Uh, he's just a great quarter. He's just a good quarterback who's getting better. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit label, later on Truth of the Week because it's an important one this week. Labels. They're stupid. And it, whoa, it, whoa. 
I love labels. Well, that's, there we go. Easy. <laughs> it's a simplistic way to look at sports, and when you're betting on them and they're using, you're using your hard-earned shackles, watch out for labels, especially as we approach midseason, okay? Just like you at your job, okay? If you got judged on your first week of work for the rest of the year, you'd look at your, at your boss like he's an idiot. Well, these teams that are working on their deficiencies every week are looking at you as possibly dumb, too, so watch out for labels. Uh, that was the quintessential home game at the Ralph. That, oh, yeah. It was almost degrees. like the fans were there in, in spirit. They really were, Because man. that's when the defense goes ape shit like that. I told my neighbors that it was going to be crazy. They were all jumping on the Seahawks. I'm like, guys, this is the yeah, game that yeah. you want to be at. What? I said 37-34 to yeah. everybody. Was it 44-34? Yeah. Crazy. When it, uh, when it went to three and a half? Uh, I, I took it. Yeah, nice. But it wasn't a Hugh pick. It would have been a good one. I think it was a good win for the Bills. Not a great win. Seattle was wobbling. They had a couple new pieces coming in. Great win. The whole. Gotta take the whole thing. This good, is Seattle, bro. This isn't. You know, this isn't the Chargers. This is Seattle. Like they beat teams, and they didn't have a chance. They weren't going to win that game. That's well, a that's a great performance by the offense. And uh, a, a, a good turnover uh, generation. Turnover generation. Turnover generation by the Bills. Uh, anyway, the generation of turnovers. Sure, sounds like a band. Okay, folks. Then the MVP race. Everyone locked this up a couple weeks ago for uh, Russell Wilson. Well, he can cook all he wants. Okay, uh, yeah, I know they like eating out there, but he's throwing picks. They're probably going to be a wild card team, and Patrick Mahomes is on his way to the best NFL season ever, and nobody's noticing because. The, he's on a team where he has so many weapons. He's not quite getting maybe the public appeal for the MVP because it's supposed to be the most valuable player to your team. But he's got 25 touchdowns and one pick. They're the best team in the league. I don't think anybody can beat them. And he's on pace if, you know, you were to do a really simplistic, uh, just it's halfway point in the season, you double everything, for 50 touchdowns and two picks. And, you know, damn, two losses. You know, like so. Three, Max. Right. Like, if you could bet on Mahomes now as a dog to win the MVP, I would, and you can. So well, the Bills almost took the MVP away he, from literally. Us. But if he has one more game like that, these odds are going to drastically change, and he will. And I think it might be this. You week. really follow those MVP odds uh, weekly or monthly? Well, because I don't really care about the weekly conversation. But what our listeners can get money from is because the MVP odds are so based on public on public opinion and narrative, right? But the narratives can change so fast during the season. Like Kyler Murray to win the Heisman, same sort of thing, like MVP Heisman. You know, he was a plus 1,000 to win the Heisman three weeks before the end of the season. And then by, you know, by the, the, a week before, he's, you know, plus 100. So Interesting game. Bill's, made, Bill's at Zona this week. Bill Zona. Freaky game. Freaky game. I'm not exactly staying the far away. But I'm not, I'm not sure about it. What are you staying the far away from, Jeff, this Yo, week? Okay. Because, you know, people ask me. They, they want to know what game I'm not betting on. They, they assume I'm betting on almost everything. Yeah. They, they, what I don't bet on is, like, sort of become this myth. So what, what, what are you staying away from? Well, I got, okay. I got to, we're staying away. I just want to talk about one more thing about last week. Uh, we're staying away from the Browns-Texans. Because I have a rule, folks. I think you've heard this. We talk about this on the show before. When I can visualize e- either team winning by three touchdowns or four touchdowns, that's when I stay away. 
As in, if I just wake up the next day, I, I'm hung the farve over, and I accidentally sleep through all the games, okay? And I'm found, if I, and I check the, the score app, and I... And, Which you've done, by the way. And, not all the games, but a couple of um, It's Toronto Saturday nights after Leaf games, and, you know, they get me. Anyway, and if, but if you wake up on, you know, and you see Texans win 40 to 10, would you be, like, shocked? No. No, because Baker's a batty. Well, he's not a batty. But if you also wake up and you see Browns won 40 to 10, you'd be like, yeah, okay, Texans defense sucks. So, and Miles Garrett maybe got to Deshaun a little bit. So stay the far away because I could see either team winning by a lot. That's weird. The last time the Houston Texans were in Cleveland, I was there. Road trip, Skip, Merce, JB, down to the dog pound. And J.J. Watt caught a touchdown, had a sack, made a pick, forced a fumble. It was the greatest game I've ever witnessed in person. One person. I saw a fan-made video on some Instagram page of, it was like to music, and it was showing highlights of the Houston Texans two years ago, you know? And it was the song like, nobody told me these were the good old days, you know? Like, or like, you should have told me these were, the good, like, these were gonna be the good old days, whatever that song is. And it's and it's it's highlights of Hopkins and um, the Honey Badger and like just touchdowns and JJ Watt sacking people and all these other guys they've traded away or let go, you know. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm gonna stay the far away. I've kind of been riding on the Giants a bit too much. Getting got lucky this week, you know. I probably wouldn't have made that pick again. Well, based that on was what you were saying. A couple of things, yeah. Like uh, you know, they're they're uh, they're three point dogs. Kyle three, and, three and a half. Three and a half. Kyle Allen was looking good early, coming off a bye week with his team, and uh, then, you know, had, dislocates his ankle. Alex Smith comes in, throws three picks. Uh, that was the story that almost happened, eh? Like, as in, if, if he wins that game on some game-winning drive, it's the first story of every football program for three days. Instead, because it was just so disappointing, uh, and, like, good for you, Alex, coming back from all that. Uh, but it was so disappointing. Like the inter- it was like the nightmare scenario. So they buried it. Did you hear one thing about the Giants-Redskins no. game? Nothing. Anyway. I watched enough of it. I didn't need it to hear about it. It was the story that almost happened. Um, Three picks, two fumbles. But I think the Eagles are needed that bye. Yeah. Perfectly timed, coming back healthy. But I just think the three and a half is too much. I, I just I really stay away from game. And just, sorry, you got me, my mind wandered there. Oh, God. Uh, we went to some equine experience last hell, week when your mind wandered. What the hell are the Washington football teamers going to do at quarterback? Are they going back to Haskins? Is no, it's that... Alex Smith's the name of starter. Alex Smith is name? You got it. Can we get this Haskins out of here? I think it's he, time to go. I think he wants that. I think everybody wants, wants every, that. It's just, why, why would you start Alex Smith? Does anybody want Dwayne Haskins right now? No, it doesn't look like it. So there's just not enough quarterback jobs, man. Ryan Fitzpatrick's on the bench, okay? I don't know why Dallas didn't trade for him. There's still a loophole, though. There's like a, a non-waiver trade that can happen until week 12. So it's not all set in stone, right, uh, folks. So, uh, Huck, a little remember the Titans before Hugh drops his picks or what? What do you think? That was a pretty uh, uneventful game against the Bears. Win's a win. Titans are back. Oh, straight goods, eh? Titans fans, man. Look, Music City miracle stuff. Like, a win is a win. A win has always been a win because they had so many... Uh, years under Coach Fisher where they, it was like nobody has won more 15, 13 games than Jeff Fisher, you know? 
So they got used to just be like, yeah, Yo, you know what? A win's a win. It was a very predictable win. Yep. Uh, there's one thing I took away from that game. What was that? Nick Foles needs a Cialis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's uh, starting to limp down a bit there. It's a Nick. really, really disappointing offense. It, that's something where if you watch the game, like, and, and you, that's not something where you're looking at the game like, oh, no, no, the Bears were better. They just, you know, bad luck. No, no, no. That's a bad NFL offense. Why aren't they doing the college thing there? Trubisky one game, Foles the next. Trubisky, Keep everybody Trubisky sharp. Trubisky, his shoulder's hurt. Oh. Yeah. I know, because I think they would have maybe put him back in by now, to be honest. Just because he is a bit more of a mobile threat. And they they don't have a passing attack right now, really. You, you cover Robinson, that's it. I got my survivor pick coming with the weird, Did you survive? With the weird pick. Did you survive? Yes. I did survive. I'm locked into my pick, and I'll be giving it uh, with the weird pick. I survived with the Steelers, barely. Barely. I'll say it again. Barely. Mm. That's why I wasn't that mad when the Jets didn't beat the Pats, even though about half the pool had... You know, you got to ride with it, folks. When you got lucky, be happy when others get lucky. You know, you get the karma going. Get the juju flowing. Thank you, Juju Smith-Schuster. Good luck to all of our listeners who are still in your survivor pool. Woo! Um, yeah, who do you... Again, what, what, what do you think? Just quick note. Sure. I don't think you have Green Bay, but I've been asked about Green Bay. Okay, so it's cats out of the bag. Green Bay. Oh, you're taking Green Bay. I'm Greg and Green Bay. Okay. They uh, are coming off the mini buy. a lot of people still have the Packers because they haven't really had a laid yeah, out Yeah, so... That's the only thing, but this is the uh, this is not the time to outthink it. I don't think so either. There's still a few heavyweights to go, and everybody thinks about teams that take a step back. But uh, once a team packs it in, it's 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 easier to forecast the last four or five weeks. I feel like this should have been the week where Aaron Rodgers does the Mr. Kringleberry dance with his dick pumping. You know, like remember I mentioned that this isn't. Week 10 against the Jaguars at Lambeau. It's 1 o'clock and you're at four touchdowns and nobody's watching. This is the Bucks. Two people took Washington in the Survivor this week and are eliminated. Wow. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what? Like, there was a lot of sharp money on Washington, man. Like Kyle it Allen. came in, but man. They, they, they're, they, that was an unfortunate game. Feel bad for Kyle. You never want to see anybody's leg the wrong way. So, like I said earlier, you went one and five. You didn't bury the lead. No. You take your lumps. Yeah. One and five. I picked up the slack. Yes, you did. Two, with two victories, right? You, so, we went three and five we, as a show. Was it a full smash on the on the Giants and a half sprinkle on the Jets? No, no. It was a semi-smash on the G. Semi-smash. And a full sprinkle on the J. The New York, New York bet. Uh, the smash and sprinkle, by the way, sounds like a George Costanza sex move. <laughs> And I don't really want to know what the sprinkle part is. <laughs> they they sometimes come back for more folks. All right, uh, I'll give you honors, man. I'll give you honors. I was gonna take it because. What do you mean? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna take it. You take it, Hugh. You're 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 pick selling. You're you're the sizzle, bro. All right. Well, I mean, either way. Uh, well, you know what? It's time. We got uh, we got six picks. We're pretty fired up about them. Remember to rate, review, subscribe. If, especially if you're making some money. We are thirty. Uh, 36. Wait a minute, I wrote it down. 36 and 18 after going one and five last week. We've had one losing week. We've had two weeks of three and three, and the rest all winners, including a six and oh, two five and ones, and a bunch of four and twos. Uh, keep rolling with us, baby. We're 66%, and that's really farvin' good. Here we go. You.
You listen to Obi Trice, that's the setup. It's my favorite one of my favorite songs. I also like to shower to the Braveheart music. <laughs> Just letting you know, really fires me up through my day. I'm a professional flyboard at the age of 36. The only way I think I know how to do it is with cold showers, coffee, and some bagpipes, baby. Freedom! All right, with our gold pick, we are taking the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football against the Chicago Bears. Look, I don't like labels, but this is one that's current. The Chicago Bears offense is anemic, okay? The Minnesota Vikings offense on that bye week changed. You can no longer call their offense piss poor, okay? They did something on that bye week. They have Denver, the Denver Broncos' old zone running mastered right now. Delvin Cook has holes, you know, the size of horses out on the left and out on the right. He's the perfect type of runner. He's like a, more of a trotting Terrell Davis, but it's impressive, and they're using it. Also, the Bears are going to have to upload their secondary to really try to stop Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson is an all-world receiver right now. This guy's fantastic. Adam Thielen's also there, Mr. Consistent, and I think this number is only low because of Kirk Cousins' record in prime time. I bet the way the Vikings are playing right now and the way the Bears are playing right now, this number would be closer to four or five. So I got them to win by a field goal. I think they, I think the Vikings know they got to win this game. I think their offense is probably in the top eight, top nine right now in the league, the way they're operating. Not stats-wise, just right now, this Sunday. And I put the Bears, honestly, dead last. I'm taking it. It's an offensive game. Vikings Monday Night Football. Kirk Cousins. Uh, let's go, bro. I like that. <laughs> All right, we're taking the LA Rams. Minus two at home to the Seattle Seahawks. Rams coming off a bye. I like bye weeks in this COVID season. I've been riding them a lot lately, and they just come out fresher, okay? I got a healthy Rams team. I got Jalen Ramsey, who's going to be cu- taking away one of those receivers. I got Aaron Donald, fresh as a button, going up against the Seattle uh, offensive line that just had a really bad day against Buffalo. Okay, Aaron Donald and a fresh Rams D with a game plan that, you know, will probably mimic Buffalo's because that's how much they got to Russ. I like Seattle being tired, uh, midseason, a little bit banged up. Dunlop is still sort of getting used to how to, uh, you know, kind of be in this defense, even though he just attacks the passer. Also, Jamal Adams is back, and if he's in coverage, that's a problem for the Jets. He needs to be attacking the run or attacking the passer because Stephon Diggs just made him look stupid. So, anyway, I like the Rams. I like uh, Coach McVay to have a great game plan to beat his division opponent at home by under a field goal. Rams will win this one by a touchdown. Seattle's got to figure out their defense. This is going to catch up to them, and I think it already has. All right, we are taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, on the road versus a Christian McCaffrey-less Carolina Panthers. Yep, they're a pesky dog. I get that. But I would like to thank the New Orleans Saints, okay? Because they just blew up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. Yep, I lost the battle last week in the Buccaneers. But you know what? For us Bucks betters, we're going to win the war. Because all their, Super Bowl, all their Super Bowl odds just went up. For the next few weeks, all of our numbers, uh, all of their numbers are going to go down. Like, this should have been seven and a half probably uh, for Bucks coming into Carolina. Look, folks, this is an all-star team. I should have known that it's going to take uh, probably a couple more practices to really get this all figured out, how it all works. All right? But you know what? When you stack teams with all-stars, yeah, I don't mind betting on talent because you can teach chemistry. It's hard to teach talent. The Bucks are way better than the Carolina Panthers. And I think Tom Brady, who's a great leader of men, 
We're going to figure out how to get these all-stars, all-stars all in line. All right? So, we're taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by under a touchdown against the team that they are definitely a touchdown better than. The Bucs get back on track. Tom Brady doesn't like to lose two in a row. And in case you missed it, him and Antonio Brown were kind of working. But as the herd said, those first five series were the worst weirdly planned five series I've ever seen. Bucks aren't going to go three and out five times in a row the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't undervalue the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and all their wenches. All right. Our fourth pick, we are taking the Cincinnati Bengals, plus seven and a half in Pittsburgh. Look, I know my Steelers, for the most part. Whipped on them last week, but for the most part, I know my Steelers. All right? They are pretty confident against their division opponent, especially the Bengals and Browns, but the Bengals and Browns always play them a little bit tougher than they're used to, especially when they got good quarterback play. The Cincinnati Bengals haven't had quarterback play like this, well, in my mind, Ever. Maybe since their Super Bowl years, which I didn't really watch. I was young. Okay? But Carson Palmer, maybe those years. Either way, Joe Burrow, whether you like it or not, folks, he's a top 10 quarterback in this league right now. And uh, I said this last week. I heard Dan Orlovsky say it a couple days after me. But I'm sure you didn't hear me say it. But, you know, I was fired up. And I didn't take it from him because I said it three days before. There's no quarterback in the league right now besides Patrick Mahomes that I'd rather have if I needed to start a franchise right now. Even above Russ, just because I'm getting way more years. But Russ would be close. But he's that good. Joe Burrow, I don't think, uh, should be a 7.5 point underdog against anybody except Kansas City right now as far as scoring points. This guy and Boyd and Higgins and A.J. Green, I'm mentioning third. That's how many weapons they have. Mixon also, also might be back. 7.5 points is too much. Take the Bengals. They are going to be leading this game. It's going to be a tight game. Steelers win probably in the end by a field goal because of better coaching. But take it. Bengals, healthy dog. Love it. Speaking of healthy dogs, I'm getting coach Billy B with seven points at home to the Baltimore Ravens. Look, folks, Ravens are a really public team. Really public team. That's why I get a couple extra points every now and then for them. The Ravens had 54 yards in the first half against the Indianapolis Colts. They're on the verge of being down 14-0, and they got a fumble return for a touchdown. But a quarter and a half later, they got an interception that wasn't really an interception. Anyway, this isn't about the Colts. This is about the Ravens. They can't pass the ball. Bill Belichick is really good at taking away the one thing that you like to do. Now, the Ravens beat the Patriots last year. But that Lamar, it's not the same Lamar. Something's happened. I'm not sure if he trusts his receivers as much anymore, but they are barely, they should barely even show up for the game. Also, Cam Newton, while everyone's sort of you know, chirping them for losing or, or almost losing to the Jets. The Jets aren't as bad as you think they are, okay? Also, when you're O and, and, and anything in the NFL, screw tanking. You are trying to win that game, especially on Monday Night Football, okay? So the Patriots' win over the Jets is a little bit more impressive than you think, okay? Also, they had a very efficient offense. Yep, they weren't throwing bombs all over the field. Can't for 274 yards. He had a great completion percentage. He went. He started the game 11 for 11 for 11 with receivers you never heard of. Also, the running back combination of Damian Harris. Hope he's okay. And uh, White Boy Nikovich. That's pretty good. Burkhead. Get a little fit. Sorry, Burkhead. Anyway, I think the Patriots will actually be a little bit better at running the ball than uh, than the Ravens. If you stop Lamar Jackson, you stop the Ravens. I think Bill Belichick's going to stop Lamar Jackson and say, "Hey, beat us with your arm." I, don't, I think the McCourty twins will have something to say about that. 
I'll take the Ravens to win by a field goal or four points. Seven's too much on Sunday Night Football with the world watching. Billy B is going to remind you that he's Billy B. And with my last pick, I'm taking the game that uh, Nick Folk's number one fanboy over here told you to stay the far away from. I'm not. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles off a of bye week, minus three and a half to cement their place at the top of the NFC East. Look, Washington football team's a tough football team. Okay, you come off playing that defensive front and all those fumbles and all these guys fighting for fumbles and all this stuff, these returns, these are heavy hits. So I got the Eagles coming off a bye week, getting Miles Sanders back, most likely. Getting Alshon Jeffrey back, definitely. And just a week to, to heal everybody else. I like. I got Carson Wentz, the quarterback, versus Danny Sometimes Dimes. Carson's going to hit that fourth quarter throw. Danny's not. And that's the difference. Add in the bye week and the extra Alshon Jeffrey. I'll take it. Eagles win by eight and cement their place at the top of the division for the rest of the season. Fly, Eagles, fly. You! Weird Mike, a.k.a. George Costanza. Uh, let me know what you're going to do in the bedroom with your smash and sprinkle. Please leave the knuckles out of it. <laughs> I prefer a counterclockwise swirl. <laughs> Mentioned it earlier, weird pick, 2-0 and last week. Hey, hey, hey. 3-4, and four, 3 out of the last 4. What is it for the season? 8-4 and four on the year. Eight. Also, 66.6 per se. You didn't round up. Sure. Weird Mike rounds everything up. Yes, you, yep. 4 turns to 5. You've used that one before. Five turns <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way. That was great. No Falconway. No Falconway. We're honoring our, our newest so, uh, our newest buddy. I'm going to rebut your picks uh, with my pick. Yeah, go nuts. Folks, it is the Weird Mike Futures Bowl. Yes, it is. The Baltimore Ravens, who I took over 11 and a half wins, versus the New England Patriots, who I took under nine wins, meet on Sunday night football. The New England one's looking really good. And I'll tell you what's going to happen, Jeff. The gloves are off. You went one in five. I'm not being nice anymore. You don't have to be nice. I cupcaked your picks. I never told you that. During the glory days and the run? Sure. I know you don't, but yeah. I, I have my own rules. How I, I like think it to. makes for better radio if you just honestly tell me if you like them or not. Because <clears throat> I'm going to do the same to you. Hey. Anyway, keep going. Cupcake. Um, you're way off. On the on the Pats game, you're way off, folks. Weird pick, double smash. Baltimore Ravens beat down in Foxborough minus seven. Hashtag ride the hate. You know who hates the New England Patriots? The Baltimore Ravens, bitter, bitter playoff rivals that precede whatever roster is here. This is organizational beef. Yep. Okay, they got screwed. Many a time with the deflate and the spy and all that bullshit. And uh, Baltimore is one of the few teams that have had any kind of success. And when we mean any, we mean even one or two games that you can remember that they won. But even the ones they lost, they bring it in. Folks, it is a Monday night miracle win for the Patriots. Short week. They got out of there with their skin. This is a beat down. This is the end of the line for the Patriots Dynasty. I'm talking 43-10. I'm talking backdoor. I'm saying backdoor ass rape. 43-7. There's there is no the, the wow the Patriots. It ends. We all been saying it. I've been saying the end of the dynasty for a little while, but it is the end of the line. 
Three and seven they'll be. That's it. Torches passed. Cam did his job. Good job, buddy. So double smash. Ravens minus seven. In the end, it's like a retirement match in, in, in wrestling, you know, for all our wrestling fans out there. Yep. They're done. And uh, I'll be sprinkling a, a generous sprinkle because that seems to be working. When I do a semi-sprinkle, eh, well, a generous it's, it's almost self-prophesizing. You're, you're, you're telling people to lightly bet on it 50%. Uh, uh, this is a generous sprinkle on the Bills, Arizona, over 56 and a half. First total of the year, folks. I like to mix them in every once in a sure. while. Uh, it is a duel in the desert, folks. Uh, Arizona just played Miami. And Buffalo just played Seattle. They're mirror images of each other in the same division on back-to-back weeks. Folks, familiarity breeds points in this league, okay? Mirror game. Same, same, but different. Okay, and I got, a, I got a weird feeling. I didn't mention this when we talked Bills earlier. But the only other game that uh, was allowing fans that the Bills played in was the Tuesday night game in Tennessee because of Nashville state laws. Arizona's had fans. They had 30,000 fans last Sunday against the Seahawks. Is Bills Mafia making the trek to the desert? I feel like they're the one fan base that really just says, you know, far of COVID. And just we're, the Bills are 7-3. and three, Sure. 7-2. and two. Yep. That happens way, there's way more likely chance a pandemic comes again before these guys are 7-2 and two and atop the division. Well, I mean, the coach can be around for a while. Uh, anyway. Josh, also, I don't think it's a good time. I don't think anyone's really driving, like, through multiple states right now too much. Like, you end up in Nebraska, they might have, like, a 30-day okay. quarantine. Okay, like, okay. It's okay. like a different fucking country out there. But uh, we all know Arizona's a retirement spot for yeah. Western New They might New Yorkers, already be Western GTA-ers, New Yorkers. They're golfing. Right? Sure. Anybody from Toronto? Yeah. Bills are in town. We're there. Absolutely. Right? A lot of Canadians. A lot of uh, Canadians. A lot of Canadians. There you go. There you go. So, you'll, you'll have Bills Mafia, but they might not be trekking down in their Dodge caravans. Hey, hey, if you're there watching a Bills game in a pandemic in the desert, you're part of Bills Mafia. Okay. Every, yep. Everybody. That, that's, that's honorary. Anyway, the pick is 56 and a half. Uh, same, same, but different. Bills Zona. And we're going to stay hot, kid. Yep. And we're going to, we're not going to, we're going to stay level. You're going to, you're going to catch up. You. It's all right. One bad week. No Ca- big deal. Catch up. What do you mean? I'm fucking way ahead of you. We're six, We're both 66.6. Bro, you were picking one game a week for a while. Okay? I could do that. Hey, <laughs> I'm picking the bottom of the barrel here. Oops. Weird angles. It's apples and oranges. Dealing with... I hear you. I hear you. Practice squad players and, and injuries. Uh, I'm really surprised you took mini, though. I, I, I do like it. I love it. Uh, but I, I thought you were a big anti-Kirk in prime time. No. I, it's just I a, thought that was something you believed in. N- not necessarily. Well, I do. To a point. Okay. Like... It, you know, it, every game's got its own variables. Like, you know, Cousins versus Rogers on primetime, you know? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers there, like, probably. And uh, did you know the this, first football game I ever watched was that game you just mentioned? What? The Cincy Super Bowl. Oh, yeah? Super Bowl 23, 1989. Weird Mike, six years old, in Uncle Enofio's basement. First ever professional football game. Haven't stopped since. There you go. There you go. There's the hottest picks in the land, folks. Uh, you know, any way you slice it, 67%. I'm rounding up. He won't. <laughs> Episode one of Onside Orgy. <laughs> Hashtag 
Uh, backdoor ass rape. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that slapped me in the face. Hey, hey, yeah, sorry. I, I told you gloves were coming off. Four goes to five real quick. Yes, it does. <laughs> and back to and then back to four. Even, Weird Mike Futures quicker. Bowl. I'll be so excited on Sunday Nick night. Fool, so, Nick Foles ain't the only one who needs Cialis. <laughs> so that'll almost cement both. Ravens win, Pats lose. Yep. That'll push both. It should be interesting. I just think, look, look, Baltimore had no first down. Like they were no first downs against the Colts for the first half, like barely. It's a road win in the NFL, bro. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I, I don't get it. You should get it. Like if you can't move the ball and you're relying on defensive scores for touchdowns, that's not like that. In my mind, that takes away from like from the uh, from the, the 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 scope of the victory, right? Yeah, those wenches had to work OT to get some of that money back, yo. Either way, Sunday night football. As it, like right now, it sounds good, right? Sunday night football rolls in. Windy, rainy one in Foxborough. Cam Newton. Not you know you're done on him, but he ain't done on himself. I don't know. We'll see. Cam versus Lamar. <laughs> Lamar done. Yeah. Next question. I don't know. One guy throws the ball a lot to with completions. The other guy doesn't. Who's that? Cam. When you can't definitively answer that, Cam had one good game against the Jets. Cam was the MVP of the league. That was 2015. For throwing. Bro. For throwing. 2015. It's a new decade. Yep. You still need to throw the ball to win. But it's also a new decade. I don't doubt it. Yeah, I'm just saying. This is just. Did Lamar get his? Was it? Uh, was it Lamar's MVP last year? Who yeah, it? it was Lamar's. So yeah, they yeah. both got one. Right. Same, same, but different. One guy throws the ball. That's what I'm going with. Especially with plus seven points at home and the, with the best coach in the world. Okay. Uh, well, we gotta do a we gotta do a props ticket here. A prop what do you mean we gotta do a prop? Yeah, we do a props ticket that night. No, we can't look we at gotta, it. We bet. We it's gotta too, bet. It's too you early. You got the seven. Sunday night. No, I don't wanna bet for a props ticket because then I gotta do the work to like well, I cash do it the for work you to, and bring it to you. You see you're not confident in your pick. That was a trap, folks. I just got him. Yes. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, it's really good to not pick against uh, Bill Belichick at home for seven points. I don't care who's the quarterback. I don't really care about a lot. Uh, and if you like shekels, you shouldn't pick against Billy B by a touchdown either at home. Wow, we're really drawing some lines in the sand here, Hugh. I like it. Uh, what else? Well, you just picked the Jets and the Giants, man. What? Like, yeah, whoa, whoa. Money's it won, money. right? Money's it, money. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It won, right? Oh. So is it the correct picks? It won. It was the correct picks. That's not how... That's, we just talked about this. You are the example I'm talking to. Do, folks, do not look back at things in hindsight emotionally. Okay? Look at it analytically. You'll do better. See the forest for the trees. The trees are shiny. Forest is the way. Is that a golf metaphor? I don't know. I fucking love golf. <laughs> Hug Daddy golfed like 70 rounds this year. 50. 50 rounds. 50. I was about uh, He became 40. a member at South Muskoka, and him and our, him and our boy in Easy, he played on, su- played on Sunday. What's your handicap, Huckster? 60. Oh, Huckster's 16. He's High pretty, 80s. Yeah, I got you. He gets the flow going. He looks like uh, one of the Euro golfers. What's the guy's? Oh, Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood. Got a little Tommy Fleetwood thing going. It's great. Yeah, you remember I had a big conversation with Fleetwood in Mexico. Ricky Fowler, by the way, plus 8,000 to win. Like, this guy might figure it out. For eight bucks, man, he's that's a lot of money. He's, he's the new Phil. 
the best player to never win a major. But, for, then he, but Phil won some, didn't he? Yeah, when he was 40-something. What's Ricky? Still banging models and hanging on R- the Insta Ricky scene. Fowler still looks 19 with a mustache. <laughs> I uh, everybody's got to settle down. Happy Movember, by the way, folks. Yeah, Happy Movember. Where's the, the Huck la- Daddy's got a mo going. No hype at all for Movember this year. Like seriously, there's a pandemic going on. I'm saying lack of hype. I, I wish there was more. Mo- You're Movember. a real hype guy, eh? Like Love you want to hear hype. this from like six different news sources, or Love it's it. not happening. True story. <laughs> and when I say news sources, I mean like just little you know clips on TV. Like, hey, nobody's talking about so and so. What do you mean, Mike? I'm not hearing this anywhere. All right. Like, it's like Christmas isn't even a thing this year. Yeah, you, that, might, that must be it. <laughs> Way less of a thing, I'll tell you. See, right that's now. not. No, it's not. Same thing. Uh, just a big shout out to our friends at uh, Bet Openly. Go to Bet underscore Openly. It's a really cool thing. They've made a Craigslist marketplace. As soon as uh, betting went legal, uh, they made this wicked website and big companies called Bet underscore Openly. So you are now able to make your own lines. Or you can just go on the lines that Vegas gives you, whatever, and make a bet. And that you're putting that bet out the same way that like Craigslist, you know, would put out an ad. Like, hey, take my mattress for 20 bucks, you know? Hey, I like the Bills over the Seahawks, you know, uh, minus three or plus three for 20 or for 100, whatever. And someone will take it. You make a parlay. Or no one takes it. But you can make a whole bunch and see who takes it. Or you could also scan the fucking sheet and be like, that's a stupid bet. I'll be the house for that. And that's a 1% juice. So... I made some money just from other people's stupid bets. Yep. So would I be a pigeon on that site? No, I don't know. Keep, you keep doing your Frank Sinatra New York New York bets. Like. I've never seen somebody hate on a couple of no. winners so much in my life. That I, was a great song. I, I'm very well chosen by Huck Media. I'm you know, just I was a former Giants it, fan. It worked. But you know, lifetime we're, Jets hater. We're, it worked, but giving people like a, a semi sprinkle on the Jets. Like here's throw uh, down semi smash on the Giants. Right. Big diff. I'm just saying, if I'm hearing that in my car, I'm like, okay, Mike's about half confident because it's the sprinkle, and then he's half confident in that because it's the worst team in the league. Hey, remember we make these picks on Tuesday. I know, too, bro. Folks. I know. You know things can change, right? I, like I hear we can lean on something that saying. we just seen. But, uh, you know, down with the ship. I'm not hating. You you're won. You're what? I'm happy. Thank you. Just know whether it was, you know, whether you do it again or not. Besides just being like, yeah, of course I would. I won. That's simplistic. Okay. Uh, just going right into our truth of the week because that's exactly what we're talking about. Don't be simplistic. Truth of the week. Hey. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks. Uh, there's labels that a lot of sports shows and a lot of sports people put on teams, put on defenses, put on players. And usually it's based on the first few weeks of the season. And this is a really simplistic way to report on football or sports, but we'll, we're talking football, where, you know, for instance, the Cincinnati O-line, okay? First few weeks, and especially that game against the Ravens. Oh, this, this O-line is the worst thing ever. You know, they got to get Joe Burrow an O-line. The worst O-line in the world. Now, I'm not saying they're great, but I'm saying they, they know that that's what they need to work on. And I think sometimes you forget that, that's, that the teams, the things that they suck at early in the year, they constantly are being coached on, working on, replacing players to be better. The players that are a little bit hurt coming off back surgery and stuff, they get a little more healthy. And so just labeling things like, for instance, Kansas City's defense last year, I kept hearing that was the reason they weren't going to win the Super Bowl, right? They got a bad D. 
They got a horrible D. Remember when the Colts ran right through them? Yo, worst D ever. They can't win. Jeff, I mean, come on. You know, I, don't, I know you love Mahomes, but... I definitely said that. I know. And what happened? Their, their defense got a, little, got a little bit better. They didn't become the best defense ever, but they improved. And anybody who wasn't betting against the Chiefs because their defense sucked was stuck on that label. So just remember, when, when you're labeling teams, like I just, I kept hearing these labels about Josh Allen, right? And because we watch so much Bills football, we can actually see him improving, you know, almost week to week. With his short-term accuracy, with his decision-making, he's having a little less of those Farvian hero moments. I almost, you can see him kind of thinking about having them, and then he's like, oh, no, 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 wait, I don't do stupid stuff like that anymore, you know? Uh, so just watch out for labels. Josh Allen is much more accurate than he used to be. Uh, the Cincinnati O-line is better right now than it was four weeks ago. The, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, we, we had a funeral for them three weeks, four weeks ago. But they're still not going to make the playoffs. But they're not dead. You said they would win some games. Right, right, right. But, but just in case that was misconstrued, the Vikings, who are my gold pick this week, are a good football team. Sure. So labels, especially, like, imagine you were at your job, folks, okay? And, you know, I, did I mention this earlier in the episode? I think I did. Like, and you, mentioned, you, you judged on your first, how you performed in your first week for the rest of your year by your boss. I mentioned that. And that would, that would piss you off, and you would think something was stupid. So what if it was a good first week, though? Like Lamar Jackson, okay, when he first came into the league, horrible throwing motion, okay? He worked on that. He really worked on that. And last year, that paid dividends for him. However, if you're not naturally, you know, amazing at something, you have to maintain the fundamentals which helped you change and be better than you were upon initial inspection. And he's regressed in some of those, in some of the throwing motion uh, that he, that, you know, this year. Jimmy Garoppolo, same thing. He had a bit of a throwing fundamentals problem, which Kyle Shanahan talked about in his first year with him. Then he got hurt, blah, blah, blah. And last year he, he gets to the Super Bowl and everyone's like, oh, look, he fixed it. He's better. He's better. He's improved. Well, now that label stuck with him. And, uh, well, he's not quite as good as, as that label of being an adequate NFL quarterback. I'm not sure if he'll have, have a starting job next year. I just, I'm not sure. I'm not saying he won't. But he's, that label of being a really good quarterback was, mis was, was misle misleading. So can we not change labels? Absolutely. So that's what we're talking about. You've got to adapt. So I have a chart for every team, okay? You know, plus eight points right now for the Kansas City Chiefs. Minus, it was my, the worst team that I had in the league was not actually the Jets. It was the Cowboys, which is why my charts told me to take the Steelers. But uh, you have to adapt your list every week. I just watched Jake, Jake Luton play, okay? He, he is, in, I have upgraded the Jaguars, upgraded their quarterback play because you have to adapt your list. You're going to adapt the way you look at players. So just be careful with labels because it's a very simplistic way to look at football. You know, you don't want to be saying in week 12, oh, no, no, no. I, the, you know, I can't pick against this team. Their defense sucks. You know what? Like, for instance, Seattle, right? Worst defense in the league right now for, you know, up until this point. If I'm betting, there's one, if I could bet on one unit to turn it around come playoff time, it's the Seattle defense. We got Pete Carroll, who knows how to coach defense. They got Jamal Adams, who's a rock star, but still on a new team. Carlos Dunlop, Bobby Wagner. And they're, gonna, they're probably going to figure this out. So Seven sacks of Jake Allen. Jake Allen threw for 415 yards. Yep. 
And was sacked seven times. Yep. And instead of doing hero moments, he took the sacks because they were up by 10. There you go. So, but I, you know, the Seattle defense, record worst right now in NFL history. I bet by week 13, you would be stupid to be betting against them for having a bad defense because I bet they could fix that up. Even as they got hung 44 points, there was small improvements. Sure. In that. Sure. Three sacks all year. Yeah. Seven in one game. But they might fix that. And you just got to watch for that. Just watch out for labels saying these guys suck. This And being able, also, we've talked about the gray area before. You can't just split guys or quarterbacks into good and bad. This guy's awesome. This guy's shit. Anyway, watch out for labels. They're misleading. All right. Uh, that's pretty much all for me. Big shout out to James Duhamel, the new leader in the uh, Team LTD. Is that so? Look Who's Talking Point Spread Championships. And the rest of the podium? Uh, Mike Mattisbacker, Jake Frisney, still top three. Oh, man, those guys have there's, got a, there's just a, two or, the there's a two or three game gap. Uh, by the, the way, the haven't exactly checked all the standings. I've been a little bit busy the last few days. Uh, live betting, football, and golfing. But, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, um, just a reminder, folks. Uh, that we love NFL football so much, and we thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate it. This is uh, a creative outlet for uh, myself, and uh, I really appreciate you uh, tolerating some of the uh, the posts and uh, and sharing. It sounded like a like I'm being this, grateful. I'm being no, grateful. no, it's nice. It's it's Remembrance Day. It sounded like. The, like the same type of speech you'd give to like a lady that you wanted to leave, but you wanted to be like nice about it. Well, that was a nice evening. So you thought I it was- I enjoyed the late night McDonald's, especially the extra McChicken. Thank you very much. That was a fun wrestling match we had, and uh, I would like to lay down and eat Doritos off my chest now. So if you could please walk home, it's a nice day out. That was me fighting back a tear. So when you hear that voice, that was me fighting back a tear. All right. Okay? Uh, yeah, big shout out to Team LTD for providing uh, prizes now for not just first place, but second and third place. So all the podium will be getting some swag uh, come playoff time for our championships. Uh, so big shout out to those boys. Follow me at Team LTD. Our picks, in case you forgot them already, are Rams, Vikings, Bengals, Pats, Bucks, Eagles. Giddy up. The smash and sprinkle, a.k.a. George Costanza's knuckle move, is the Ravens in a seven-point spread, and the over in the desert, Bill Zona, 56-and-a-half. I like the over in the desert. I can't pick that game. It's, it's, it's tough, but I can't wait to watch it, and I would take the over. Happy watching. Masters, football, beautiful weather. By the way, if you message Nick Folk on Instagram, he might get back to you, especially if you mentioned that you used to kick a bit. Anything for Shut the Huck Up. Go Titans. Thanks to all of our Look Who's Talkers. You guys are awesome. Keep sharing on Facebook, Instagram, and all that stuff. Follow us at Who's Talking. Follow Huck Media. Big shout out to John Albertson, Chris McElhaney, Lee Van and Mosdyke, James Duhamel, Greg McDonnell, and Mark Robinson, and Brian Hiller, and Rodney Winchester for shouting out and sharing all of our podcasts on Instagram. We'll add that to our story. We love you. And uh, if you're downtown Toronto, check out Locals Only for outdoor frosty beverages and outdoor football and masters on their big TV. Love you guys, and uh, talk to you next week. Giddy up!